Hi, Saints. Uh, I'm so happy uh, to have received the email from the brothers in College Station, uh, providing me with the opportunity uh, to participate in a time of fellowship with, with uh, those of you there in College Station. Uh, my wife and I were not strangers to College Station. Uh, our daughter, uh, Chloe, uh, went to university there. And also a number of the saints there we, we have known through the years and have enjoyed the rich fellowship with them. We give our greetings to all of you. I wish we could mention you all by name, but uh, we're, we're delighted to have fellowship with you through this Zoom meeting. I don't know if, uh, if uh, Zach Joseph is participating in this meeting. I, don't, I think he's, uh, he's in the Dallas Metroplex, but in case he's in this meeting, we also just want to let him know that you are in our heart and our prayers and thoughts. Uh, okay, all right, I'd like to uh, begin a wonderful subject that the brothers uh, presented, which is from uh, the book of Genesis uh, and uh, particularly chapter 35 of Genesis. And I was just reminded as I was preparing and reviewing the, the verses and the portions of the word and the ministry that uh, spoke about this, I was uh, how the book of Genesis uh, has the has the many crucial seeds uh, that are sown in the book of Genesis, and the these seeds are sown in a way that helps us uh, to understand the truths that are the development of these seeds in the New Testament. And in this portion uh, in, in Genesis thirty five, I, I hope we can see some uh, something in this regard. So uh, perhaps we could begin with reading a few verses in Genesis chapter 35. In Genesis chapter 35, verses one through, one through three, it says, and God said to Jacob, rise up, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. Then Jacob said to his household, to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments and let us rise up and go up to Bethel that I may make an altar there to the God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. Verse seven, and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel because there God had revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. And then verse 11 in chapter 35, and God said to him, I am the all sufficient God. I was, uh, I was just you know, freshly impressed, uh, thankfully and even encouraged in reading uh, the book of Genesis. I, I, I just went back and read from chapter 17 where the expression about God being the all-sufficient God is mentioned uh, through uh, chapter 35, the chapter that we just read some verses from. And one of the things that impressed me uh, is that the people who are described in, this, in these chapters in the book of Genesis are people who were not, uh, they were not, uh, super good people. Uh, they were not super spiritual. Uh, they were ordinary human beings. And they were human beings that the record of the Bible didn't 
uh, the, the, didn't decide to exclude the things about them that were not so positive at a certain point in time. But what this shows us is that the ones who are called by God, uh, God by his grace is able to bring them uh, to the point where they can be uh, his expression and they can participate in the fulfillment of his purpose. So I believe this would, just this one point, I believe should be an encouragement to all of us uh, not to worry about what our present situation and condition are. Uh, I believe that we are here as those who have uh, been called, surely uh, as the believers in Christ, uh, we are all the called saints. This is what Corinthians tells us. So the, the Lord having called us, uh, he will work within it. it. There's a verse that says, faithful is he who called you, who also will do it. And that what he will do is that he will complete the work uh, and the intention that he had in calling us. In the life of Jacob, we can see uh, we can see some of something particular in with uh, in the life of Abraham. Uh, we see the life of a of one of God's called ones, and in the life of Isaac, uh, we see another aspect of, of one of God's called ones with a different emphasis. Uh, but with Jacob and the record in the book of Genesis regarding his life, we can see something very particular regarding the experience of God's called one in relation to uh, one truth of the New Testament, and that is transformation. And so uh, we'd just like to speak about how uh, with Jacob, the, the different, uh, there are uh, some items that are we can see in these chapters where there's a progression in his experience. One of the things that there's in a progression within the experience of Jacob is in the matter of the altar. The altar is a, is a, a, a place where man is offers something to God for fellowship and also for offering himself to God in the way of consecration uh, that God can use man for his interest. And when we look at some of the, uh, the significant points in the record of Jacob's history, one of them is in Genesis chapter 28. And that was the time when Jacob saw the vision in, uh, in his dream uh, at Bethel. And he, uh, he, he, uh, he set up a pillar at that time but he did not build an altar. Then following, uh, following him having fled from uh, his home, uh, he went to Padanaram, to, the, to Laban's, and there was with Laban. And during this time that he was in Padanaram, also uh, it's noteworthy to realize that there, Jacob also did not build an altar. Uh, then, after being 20 years with Laban, uh, Jacob left, he departed, and he came back, uh, and he uh, came to Succoth. And uh, when, when he came to Succoth, there it tells us that he built a house for himself, and he built booths for his cattle, but he did not build an altar. <clears throat> so... Here we can see that Jacob, at this point in his life, 
uh, he cared, he was still, this shows us that he was caring for himself and <clears throat> for his cattle, <clears throat> but not for God. So he was still living in the natural life to even at this point. And although he had had so many experiences there in Padanaram, but there was no altar when he came to Sukkot. And Sukkot was uh, just on the way back to the place that God had promised. Uh, but it, it, uh, the Bible doesn't tell us that Sukkot was in the land of Canaan. Then uh, Jacob traveled further and he did come into the land of Canaan. He came to Shechem and there in Shechem, he pitched a tent and he erected an altar and he called this altar Elohe Israel. And that means the God of Israel. So in, since you might say this was the God of himself, this was the God of his personal and individual experience. Uh, this is this is a this is a picture for us uh, that in our experience in our Christian life that we may be uh, we have, may have built an altar which is an altar for us to give ourselves to the Lord in our seeking of spiritual experiences for ourselves individualistically. Uh, here in Shechem, the word Shechem means strengthened, and Jacob was strengthened. Uh, and he, he might have been satisfied here, but, uh, but God was not satisfied with Jacob's experience in Shechem. And uh, there, were, there were some circumstances that, were, that took place that created an environment where Jacob had to move away from Shechem. And he went further back to the place that God wanted and had spoke to him to return to. And that was Bethel. At Bethel, this is, we see the progression of Jacob's experience in relation to the altar. At Bethel, uh, Jacob built an altar and he called the altar there, El Bethel. And this is, uh, it means God of the house of God. This is a, uh, if, we have the, if we have the view, uh, we may realize that this is not an insignificant matter, the altar that Jacob built at Bethel here, because this is a radical turning point and a radical, uh, a radical and crucial point in the book of Genesis and in the experience of Jacob. What we have here is the experience of God in a corporate way. This is a, the, uh, this is a picture of our experience today as New Testament believers. It's a progression in our experience from, our, from, from just having personal and individual experiences of God and of Christ to having experiences of God as the God of a corporate people. This is related to our experience of God for the church life. And the altar speaks of a consecration and of a consecration uh, not just for our spirituality and a personal and individualistic spiritual experience, but of a consecration for the house of God, for the church. And the, the consecration that is at Bethel is a, is a higher consecration, a greater consecration than the experience at Shechem. And here we need a definite, thorough, and specific consecration to be able to experience the house of God and to remain in it. 
this is actually a topmost consecration because the consecration here is to fulfill God's eternal purpose and to satisfy his heart's desire. Well, looking at the Jacob's experiences in a uh, different, from another angle, we can see that there was another uh, way in which Jacob's experience was progressive. And that was his experience was progressive in the appearing of God. Uh, when we look at Jacob's uh, history, uh, in Genesis 28, God appeared to Jacob in a dream. Uh, that appearing was uh, correct, but not concrete. It was not substantial. Then when Jacob was in Padanaram in Genesis 31 verse 3, it says that God spoke to him. Uh, that's, but that speaking was not a solid appearing of the Lord. And then in, in Genesis 35 1 in Shechem, also the Lord spoke to him, but that was also not a solid appearing. But in Genesis 35 9, in Bethel, we can, we can see that here, the, the, that he had a solid experience of God's appearing. So this is, a, we can see the advancement and the progression. Then another area in which there was the progression is in the matter of God's blessing. In the vision that Jacob saw in Genesis 28, in that vision, uh, there was uh, there was not the, the there was not the mentioning of the blessing, uh, neither in Padanaram, uh, in Peniel in Genesis chapter thirty-two, in verse twenty-nine, they did speak of the blessing, but not solidly. Uh, that why is that? That's because Jacob was not yet in the place where God intended for him to be. Uh, but when he, came to, uh, when he came to Bethel, here again, we see the progression in the blessing. He, God revealed to Jacob as the all-sufficient one, the El Shaddai. Uh, this, <clears throat> this is the blessing of being related to him being fruitful and multiplying and being uh, many nations coming out of him and many kings coming out of him and of inheritance of the land. These were solid items of God's blessing that Jacob received in Bethel. Then also we see a progression in the matter of Jacob's name. In Genesis uh, chapter 32 at Peniel, uh, there Jacob's name was changed. But although his name was changed, he was still not called by the new name, not until Bethel. And after Genesis 35, 10, that there's the first uh, reference to him being called by the new name Israel. Uh, this indicates at Bethel, uh, something uh, changed, that Jacob's experience, uh, there was something that was demanded within him to be a new inwardly, demanding a, a, re, a, a there's a requirement of the transformation when we come to the matter of Bethel, which is God's house. I, I, I personally found it very striking 
you, you see these two things. Uh, it was like at Bethel, uh, God called Jacob Israel. And it's almost like Jacob was calling God El Bethel. It's like God being the God of a corporate people and Jacob being Israel. In other words, transformation and the building of God's house, these two things go together very much. In order for God's house to be realized in a practical way, man needs to experience transformation. When we think about Jacob's dream, you know, it's something in, in Genesis 28, Jacob saw a dream. And it, when, he, when he, there in that dream, there was a ladder set up from earth to heaven. And there were angels ascending and descending on the ladder. And there was the Lord at the, at the, the gate of heaven. Uh, Jacob uh, called the place, he said, this is, a, this is a dreadful place. And he said, this is none other than Bethel, house of God. He did an excellent job of interpreting that dream. It's interesting, when God spoke about the promise to him uh, earlier, uh, the multiplication was, was, was like the dust because this man was still in his constitution was still dust. But later when God spoke, when God spoke about the multiplication, it was, his seed was like to be like the stars of heaven. That indicates that this person is no longer dusty, but is heavenly in his, uh, in his being. The, uh, it's very interesting, I think something for us to think about and pray about. And that is, um, it seems as though the Lord uh, uh, sometimes will, and many times, will give us a, will give us a, uh, a view of a spiritual reality. And we may, uh, we see it. We actually, we see the vision, like Jacob saw Bethel, he saw the stone, he had oil, somehow he had oil to put on the stone. Uh, but in actuality, Jacob at that time was not in the reality of Bethel. He was not in the reality of the house of God, which was the God's goal of a corporate expression and representation of himself. So uh, then, but the Lord, like he, does, like he did with Jacob, he brings us through a number of experiences over a period of time. And in those experiences, what he is doing is working to accomplish a transformation in life, in our being. It's in this transformation in life, in our being, that we, cor we correspond to him and are, uh, are, can then enter into what we saw in a vision in a way of reality. So in, in Genesis 35, when Jacob uh, took the pillar of the stone, before he put the oil on the stone, he poured out a drink offering. That drink offering is, is the first, this is the first mentioning of the drink offering in the Bible. And it shows that at that time, he had the experience upon which the, the spirit as the oil signified by the oil could be poured out. Well, I'm sorry, the time goes by so fast. I'm, I'm already uh, over, uh, over my time. I treasure the, uh, this opportunity to be with you. May the Lord bless you all. 
And may he uh, grant us to see Bethel uh, because Bethel is God's goal, the house of God. It's the corporate in the corporate experience that God's eternal intention can be fulfilled. Again, may the Lord bless you. Thank you for this opportunity to be with you.